Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash The Gamers Advocate. The Gamers Advocate. Target acquired. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of the Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, I'm Jack. How's it going? You know, it's going very well, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask because I want to know about you guys. You guys are so polite. <laughs> I know. We, we gotta be. We're, we're, we're speaking for all the peeps out there. All right. Well, so yeah. moving on. So today we got a lot of cool things to talk about. There's some big news that happened in Nintendo, which <laughs> I have a chance to either leave this podcast crying or standing atop their corpses victorious. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> shit just got real. Oh yeah, it did. I was wondering why you're carrying that big knife on you this time. <laughs> exactly, I gotta come strapping. So, uh, a what strapping? <laughs> I don't even know. But uh, we just gotta walk away from that because there's too many jokes and not enough time. Yeah, we only got... Uh, an hour. What are we strapping? Yeah, so we want to remind you guys that we are on all those social media awesome places. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, and iTunes, of course. Come and subscribe to us. Give us some ratings. Listen to us. Have a, just a general old grand time, as they say. Have a ball to the wall. Yeah, and you can also visit our website at www.thegamersadvocate.com and see. Wait for it, everybody. Bill's first article. I wrote words. Da, 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 da. I'm still waiting on mine. Still in the cooker. I'm still, you know, tossing some ideas off the wall, you know. Uh, it's like in a crockpot. He just keeps uh, throwing more shit in there. And <laughs> well, you know, slow and steady wins the race, Bill. Thank you very much. Yeah, Jack won <laughs> in the next month we're, we're expecting his first article in the next two to three years, so stay tuned for that. But, Bill, why don't you tell us about your article a little bit? <laughs> well, first of all, Jack's article is going to be on Y2K and its implications <laughs> on the world. Hey, I'm very current. I'm hip. <laughs> I'm going um, to talk about Pong. Uh, those of you that have been listening to the Gamers Advocate for a while now know how my uh, love affair with Vita went bad. Was it herpes? Uh, inconclusive. Uh, so I called this article My Breakup with Vita and uh, posted it online and kind of passed it around the Twitters and the Facebook stuff. So if you get a chance, uh, check it out on our site. Yeah, it's really a tale of, oh, I saw her first at a GameStop and it was love at first sight, but then it doesn't go so well from there. No, as a lot of people, yeah, as a lot inconclusive, um, as a lot of people can uh, attest to, relationships sometimes that start off the best go down bad, and uh, sometimes it gets ugly. Why don't you give us kind of like a little more background? Because I know they can go read the article and see this stuff, but like, let get more into the nitty gritty. Like the people who come to this podcast really want to know what we're thinking and about games. So kind of just go a little bit deeper into what you're thinking about. Uh, basically, the whole thing is about how excited I was for the Vita. I I've wanted for years a handheld uh, system that could play almost current gen graphics and could play like the big games like the college footballs maddens hockeys and the big god of war type games and how i was so excited to finally have that in a handheld and you know some of the launch titles were really good uncharted escape plan and gradually the games just weren't there and then to top it off some of the big hitters that we waited and waited and waited for uh, specifically Adam and I, who both have the Vita, Black Ops, Declassified, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation. You know, AC3 was pretty good, but 
it wasn't what I was hoping for, and Declassified was just god awful. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm obviously, if you've listened to the show, you know that I am a fan of the Vita, but I agree with some of Bill's like hate hating points in that. First of all, like Madden. I mean, the whole one of the big things about the Vita is the cross saves and cross buy and being able oh, to take yeah. your saves, and Madden just didn't have it. It's just it's, it's just wasted opportunity and potential. That's, I mean, yeah, we don't want to go into this. And that's just lazy. About this, but yeah, it's just it's lazy. It's lazy. It's lazy, and that's that's just for Bill. It just didn't cut it. And I, I got frustrated that this is how it's going to be treated. And this is what kind of love the system's going to get. Then I'm jumping out while I still got some trade-in value for it. But I know you mentioned I think before that maybe if it gets better and maybe if some other games come out and they start support like if PS4 is more into it you might consider getting sure, it again. sure like I it's mean, not like a done deal basically if the games that I really expected start coming out and you maybe throw in a price drop at this point then then I would reconsider for sure it's still the one of the most powerful or the most powerful handheld on the market it's just they don't have anything for it I still haven't bought it I, I don't have any inclination to buy it because there's no titles and there's nothing to draw me in and say, yes, I need this system after all this time. We're going to cut that short because we've went down this road plenty of times. <laughs> Let's talk about my first editorial piece. <laughs> I wrote kind of a piece about how games take way too long in the beginning and like the tutorial. And they just drag on and then they beat the mechanics into you. So you're just thinking, oh, I have to press A to do this and I have to press X or B to do this. But there's games like in the article I mentioned, Journey and Don't Starve, and a game called The Room, where they just throw you into the world, and they just make you feel like you are learning with the character, and part of the game is learning the game. And it's kind of like a, a give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Like You feel much more satisfied, and it's much more gratifying feeling when you're doing it yourself, and you're learning those ways and making it a more memorable experience. Or you can give a man a couple dollars and get a filet of fish. Or a beer or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Adam d- likes to jump in a game like blind and then figure it out, and it's cool because of the discovery and how you educate yourself by just playing around with stuff, which it has a draw and it's pretty cool. Oh, not not only did I did I agree with the article, it was very well written. I must say, uh, oh, thank my friend, you. I was very impressed, and and that makes me want to play more games like that to do that because uh, I played of those three, the only other one I played was Journey. We did some of the Don't Starve on the preview, preview. Which was cool. Very cool. It looks looks very cool, but Journey was was exactly that. I had no idea what the hell was going on, and at first, I was kind of like, oh, what the hell? This is weird. Yeah, Yeah. this is really strange to not know what the hell to do, but the game was better for it, and Adam's right, and I love that article. Yeah, I I touched on it a little bit in the article, but kind of elaborate a little bit. I mentioned that Assassin's Creed 3 is kind of a biggest opponent of this strategy, or I guess you could say, where, I mean, you were a different character. You weren't even the main character, Connor, that you were supposed to be for about six hours, and the whole beginning of the game is like walking from here to there and doing different tutorial missions and learning the mechanics, and it's just, like let you let you run free and run in that frontier in that wild. Like that's what that game should have been. And while I personally like the game, I that's one of the big faults I had. It just it takes so long to get into the game. That happened with Dishonored a little bit too. It just it's a little slow. I don't know. I never made it to being Connor in Assassin's Creed Three. It really took six hours. Yeah, it takes a long time. It's crazy. What happens to the guy that you are in the beginning? I'm not I'm not spoiling anything. Will you tell me after we're done recording? Sure. All right, cool. Spoilers. But yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I like to just jump in the game and like get things moving. Because uh, the plot has to be pretty good uh, for to keep your attention and uh, things like that uh, before you get to the action and, and the, kind of the good stuff, the meat. The meat of the game. Meat and potatoes, as they say. 
Yeah, so go ahead, go ahead online and read those articles. And, yeah, really, hats off to Bill. Wrote his first article. It's awesome. I'm working on the and second. It, yeah, there's going to be a lot more good ones. And you know, bef- I'm, I'm not letting Jack off easy. He's going to have to tell you what he thinks his first kind of editorial piece is going to be. Uh, Probably about the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> Maybe. It was about how the steam engine conquered the West and railroads revolutionized it's be his our new society. favorite show, Animaniacs. Right. I should just write, like, history books because it's all, everything I'm going to do is happening in the past. But, um, actually, I think maybe GameStop or something like that or something that really kind of grinds my gears, so to speak. What about, is this about, like, the where you got a new game in a used package or something? Isn't that what it was? I got two new games. I was trying to buy them for the holidays. I actually bought XCOM for somebody, and also uh, I bought Deus Ex for myself. Both brand new. Not used, said new, right on the label there. So I, I picked them off the shelf because I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, they used those boxes, and they just slid the game into those boxes. And I'm like, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. I want that crisp wrapper. I want I want my new game. Did this you tell them not that? a new game. No, I didn't tell them that because oh. I was so irritated because there was like 20 people in line, and I was already in there for like 45 minutes. I had to get my Christmas shopping done. This was like Christmas Eve. Ooh. You know, uh, on the gift one though, that that really sucks because then you gotta try to convince somebody. Like, no, oh, I, I didn't. Buy I didn't buy game. this new uh, or used. I'm not a cheap ass, which I, you know, I am. But uh, you know, I don't want people to know that. I've bought used games for people, and uh, now I guess I have to apologize to every one of you. Right. right. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry for the germs and the scratches and the right. But I think he, he was talking a little bit of at lunch today that you might even go a little bit about kind of like the future of GameStop, where you think it's going. It just kind of like a retrospective of the store itself not just bashing and hating on it yeah i mean i you know gamestop's cool and i like it so you know it's not all that bad it was kind of surprising and i've had a couple of the run-ins there getting like bad used systems uh, as well i won't buy a, a used a video game system only buy new uh from now on just because of the kind of experiences i had uh with it or i could just look at the industry as a whole too where we're going and how gamestop i think as a definite threat, like we talked about with uh, downloads and direct download games and no more used games, and Sony's looking into that with a patent and, and other things that, uh, that we were Sony. talking about. Sorry, I didn't mean to. You can, you can punch me. I'll, no, Sony, I'll punch them right in the face if they do that. Well, I'll, you just love Vita. I'll punch every Sony product in the face. <laughs> I know we're getting we're going to get Sony sponsorship any day now. They're going to be calling and be like, we love you guys and you love us. I did tweet my article to the because it does have a happy ending. Uh, you, thank you, Kindle Fire. So I tweeted that story to Amazon. We'll see if they oh, respond. So yeah, so expect that article from Jack probably in 2017, 2018. <laughs> It'll probably be releasing with the next Star Wars or something. I'm like a game developer. I just like I'll show it off and then like you'll never get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we look forward to it, Jack, because I know you got some good things to it's say. It's gonna come out with the Xbox 1440. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Poor guys. Anyway, let's talk about what we've been doing, or playing, or eating, or watching, or anything you want to talk about. Go for it, Bill. Um, I started playing Madden uh, a little bit again uh, with with uh, some buddies of mine that have been bugging me to play, and uh, jump back in with uh, some friends on my old college football dynasty with the with the fellas. In fact, uh, I'll be playing our buddy who won that contest this upcoming Saturday. I'm coming for you, Mike. And got hooked on Civilization again, even though nobody wants to play with me. Civilization Revolution. Yeah, that was a good game. And it wasn't an insider inside job. He really had the best story. Just because he's buddies with Bill, he still had the best thing. Yeah, so. just for the record, for the absolutely. That right. that was 
In fact, uh, you guys just have to try better. Yeah. From some of the responses, I'm like, holy, holy cow! You guys got to like do it. Well, there, there was two that were really good, and both those guys are in that football dynasty, as a matter of fact. And and we we really debated on. Um, there was actually more than two good stories, but those were the two best. Two top. Yep. Yeah, as far as uh, what I've been doing, because you guys are just on the edge of your seats out there. What uh, has Jack been up to? I know. You know. You want to know more about me? Writing articles. I've been I've been day and night slaving on a computer writing article after article, but uh, you guys won't get it until I release my memoirs after my death. So uh, enjoy that when I'm gone. Uh, anyways, what I've been doing I didn't play any video games honestly. I played real games. I played some indoor driving range and bowling. I'm a bowling, and I played some Russell actually. Get out! Uh, I gamed get a little. Out. I gamed a little, but I was busy. I had to work. I know. Poor Jack. We all do work together. And uh, Jack's been working some insane amount of hours. Yeah, I like games. I wish I could take some of my video game time from this weekend and give it to Jack. Maybe we could do like a video game like transplant, like you know, like twenty CCs, and you give me like a shot. If it was possible to do it, I would. Man, I feel bad for you. Well, you know, you got to make the dollar dollar billy alls get that money. See, all about the Benjamins, G. Now I take it all back, gangster. So I've been playing a game that Bill and Jack have been. Harassing me for a game called Nino Kuni. Bless you. <laughs> and I love this game. And, and for you guys that may wonder what the hell this potato thing is, one of the uh, what would you call him? Uh, my own. Like the main character. He's like helps the main character. What's his name? Old Drippy. Isn't it's that an Drippy? S- isn't that an STD? Or? <laughs> Old Dri- Didn't we talk about this already? Yeah, but he looks you like a, he looks like a potato. He's got like a lantern hanging off his nose, but the dude looks like a potato. So. It's, Jack like Randall, it's like a he's yam. A, he's like Scottish. He's awesome. Like a sweet potato. <laughs> the Scottish potato. That's even funnier. Yeah, but Nino Kuni is a game that is really incredible. I mean, I I'm enjoying it. It's it's really itching that JRPG scratch I've had for a very long time, and has been a great game. And like, uh, it's it's surprising because I this has been one of my most anticipated games, and it's a collaboration with Studio Ghibli. And it's my level five of made Dark Cloud and things like that. And the game is gorgeous. I mean, if you've seen anything of this, it's pure artwork in motion. And just playing the game, you are forced to smile. So, I mean, I, I knew that I was going to be Bill smiling over there. <laughs> I'm just smiling because I was forced I to, not because I wanted to. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Just watch this game. You'll know. Anyway, so I, I thought I would be <clears throat> in love with this game for the, the animation or the gameplay or uh, the characters. And it's also kind of a mix between Final Fantasy and Pokemon, which is also a great combination. Gotta catch them all. Amen. But it's surprising because the reason that I truly am drawn to this game is because of kind of a sad story, which unfortunately I'm going to bring this podcast down a little bit, but just for a little bit, and it's it's kind of has a somewhat happy ending. But It's touching, so pay attention. Yeah. So I had a cat named Miko who was one years old, and he was a rescue that we got, and he was diagnosed with a liver shunt. And unfortunately, it's just it's a very degenerative disease and really makes things very hard on this little guy. And he ended up having a lot of urinary issues and things. And we had about a, a year with him. And we had to put him to sleep last Thursday. And it was, I mean, it was one of the hardest things I had to do because this guy, he's like family. He was one of my best friends. He's like a dog. He came up to me every time that I came home and he would walk down the hallway with me just to explore and play with all his toys. And he was just such a good friend and was always there like good cats are so we put him to sleep and obviously it was very tough for me and then Nino Kuni came out 
a few days later. And I started playing it, and I mean, it's it's fun. It was it started off a little slow. There was a lot of like tutorial and things like that. But then the Pokemon aspect kind of comes in, and you get your first familiar. It's called. It's a little guy. His name's Mighty, and he has a sword and a shield. And the way familiars work is you kind of they're imprinted on your heart, and you cast them from your heart or, or things like this, and they fight for you like Pokemon. You could level them up, collect them all, do all that stuff. But they asked me to rename this familiar. And his name was Mighty, and it began with an M. And I was just thinking, like, I usually don't change names, but I saw the M, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a Miko. So I changed the name, and now, every time I go into battle, I call from my heart, <laughs> I call Miko out into battle. And it's, it's, it's so hard to describe and explain the feeling, because it's like, it's like therapeutic. I mean, I go in and I say, like, go into battle, Miko, and then he goes and he defeats a tough enemy, and he comes back, and we celebrate together. And it's just... It's something that's helping me cope with this, this hard time. It's it's a game. I mean, games have always helped me through tough times and just relaxing and getting my mind off things. But this game is making me get through one of the toughest times because I still get to kind of be with Miko in a sense. And it's just, it's it's not only is it an incredible game, but this thing just... And it's it's crazy because it's one of those things where this game was supposed to be released last year, but it got delayed. Or what if Miko would have lived a little longer, a little shorter? But it came out at the perfect time. Like, it came out at this time when I needed it, and now all I want to do is play this game so I can level Miko up and give him chocolates and take care of him and all that stuff. Well, all I can say to that is may Miko forever fight by your side, my friend. Thanks, man. So it's just, it's, it's We love tough, you, Miko. We do. We love you, Miko, but it's, it's great. I really enjoy this game. The virtual Miko lives on and will be with us forever. <laughs> yes, sir. So enough of uh, bringing the story down, but I just really wanted to share that and just say that it's amazing how things can come to you out of the most unexpected places and help you through whatever it can be. Now I can't even bash on that game at all. I really can't. You just have to buy it now just for like the touching story. Yeah, and like I said, it's an incredible game on its own, but that just it's one of those things that puts it just a little bit higher than everything else. Not to like bitter the waters here because I guess I have to do it, but uh, apparently there were some problems with the special edition of this game. We just want to give you guys some news about yeah. that. So the special edition of Nino Kuni, I guess they didn't make enough because this game was a lot more popular than they were expecting. It's like shot up the sales charts on Amazon, and people have been wanting this because it's a nice, it's like a hundred dollars, and you get you can actually get a potato plush doll of <laughs> Drippy, and you get like the actual. So old awesome. I love saying potato. I, I love singing you, potato. I'm I got problems. I know. And you get I mean different things DLC of the a wizard book that you get in the game. So I'd say probably about four to five hundred people. When they were waiting for the game, just it never arrived. And they were like, what the heck is going on? I want this special edition because it's a nice set. So Namco comes out and says, hey, guys, sorry. We kind of made a mistake. There was a glitch in our system, and we don't have any more special edition. And I'm like, come on, people. Just make some more. Like, why why won't they just swallow their pride and make some more? I mean, to my if my memory serves, and usually it doesn't, but um, <laughs> I I think they've done this with a couple games where they run out of special editions and they're always maxed out, and like people get them and then they post them on eBay and they make a bunch of money on this. I should just like invest in special editions of games that come out that I have no idea or no have no interest playing because th- this happens a lot, I think actually, and it, it should be easy, I would think. I mean, I'm not you know a manufacturer or planning ahead with these game launches. Maybe they have to plan years in advance for this kind of stuff. I don't know, but you'd think this some of this made in China plush dolls. 
they'd be able to, you know, pump out a couple thousand without, without any sweat. But I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's actually funny that you brought up the whole eBay thing because that was something that these people that have not got their special edition brought up because on eBay you can go there and people are selling this special edition for such, like, a profit. And people are saying that Namco is working with eBay to get this extra money out of people. And obviously Namco is saying they have no, like, cahoots with any of these companies that are doing that. But... They're, they're just people are selling these special editions who don't even want it. While people who have been even people who paid over like a year ago that pre-ordered them are missing out. So right. I mean, if it was a glitch in the system, they knew about these pre-orders, like you said. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're just I, I don't like it. Doesn't smell right. It doesn't pass the sniff test. Yeah, so. and then they and they're not they're saying sorry, we're not going to make anymore, but we'll give you a twenty dollar voucher to use at our Capcom store what? and a strategy guide. Like, come on, people. Oh, that's not just good. Just throwing a couple bucks at him. What you should do is like give no, him no, no. a give him a full refund they're or not, an apology, or they should have stopped it well well in advance not of a couple this. Bucks at him. They're they're saying we'll take a couple bucks off if you buy more stuff from us. That that that's. No, that's I said different. it's wrong for throwing a couple bucks at him. I mean, it's their bucks. There's yeah, can. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. That they, yo, we'll give you a discount, but if you buy more of our yeah, stuff, that's, they give, that's, like that's, yeah, they give you wrong. they give you twenty dollars, and let's say you want to buy a game, it's probably not going to be twenty dollars, so you're going to give them more money. Right. Yeah, it's just it's exactly. so dumb. What you're going to do is you're going to pre-order some other special edition <laughs> yeah, game from Capcom, that. and that's going to be shorted, and, and then you're going to have the, oh, oh, we'll give you another $10 to spend at the Capcom wait, wait, store. Wait. If it happens five times, <laughs> then you'll get $100, and then you'll have the whole thing paid for that you'll never get in the mail. It's, it's right. so dumb. It's just like, I just don't, yeah, like you said, we're not manufacturers. We don't know the ins and outs of all stuff, but just make some more special editions. You obviously messed up, like. These people want this game. And this was like, when when did this happen? Just at launch? Be like, yeah, oh, people whoopsie. were like waiting at, at their doors for shipments of this, because you had to order it on the Namco site, and people were just waiting, and then it never came, and then a few days later, they're like, oh, sorry, man, we lost your game. Maybe they were just biting their tongue before launch, so they didn't want any bad publicity, they just wanted all these pre-orders. It's just, that's another thing that just makes me so mad. It's like, come on, people. That grinds my gears. Yeah. But besides that, awesome game. Seriously, get it. It's incredible. Yeah, the touching story with Mika. Remember that at the end of the day. Love you, Meek. Anyway, we're going to move on to a couple more things. I, I've been kind of playing around with this new service from Twitter called Vine. It's kind of cool. It's like Twitter, you know, you get 140 characters to say what's on your mind. Vine came out, and it's kind of, you get six seconds of video to say your mind. And Adam's been making some cool snapshot videos. Hopefully, they're, are they posted on the web yet? Yeah, you can look for, I mean, you can download the Vine app. My username's Adam Banker, so you can find them on Twitter. But it's fun, because you, you tap to record, and then you can let go and stop it, and then do crazy stop motion. Like, people recorded themselves cooking meals or doing stop motion. Like, I did a six-second recap of Wally, which is kind of funny. It's very artistical. Can you follow people word. just like you would on... Yeah, it's just like Twitter, exactly. Okay, because I've, I've got it pulled up now. Yeah, like, check it out. This Vine stuff. Yeah, it's I've heard, cool. I've heard it's been infiltrated by porn already. <laughs> yeah, I think they stopped it. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's been, like, you can search by tags, and there's been porn and sex, and people have been getting... It's like, what do you what do you expect? Of course people are going to do that. Remember chat roulette? It's like... <laughs> PP after PP. <laughs> Watch it. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, all right, so just, just you know, just mind what your kids are up to yeah, because really. you know you can really run into they, the, into that on the webs. Yeah, but they they really are trying to stop it, and they actually have been doing a pretty good job. Because when I started looking, I was expecting to see a lot more, but it's been kind of impressive. So keep it up. I'm, I want to find it. You know, we should we should create some kind of like PP detector software so we yeah, could like <laughs> blur that out. You you be in charge of that, Josh. Right, I'm in the R and D for that. <laughs> He's been searching for him forever anyway. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so let's, let's move on to some more manly stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. It's coming up this Sunday. It's Sunday, the Browns. Sunday. Browns versus the Cowboys. 
wish. I wish. What? So Did I miss something? Yeah, it's Jack and, or Bill and my favorite teams. What is your favorite team? I don't even know. Somebody hit me in the head. Do you have a team you like, Jack? NFL? I like balls. I'm football. Oh. I mean, the Browns. I like the Browns. All right, thanks. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're Browns and Bill's Cowboys fans, and obviously our guys will not get to the Super Bowl. But this year it's the Ravens, which I guess technically are the Browns. Yeah. And if you think yeah, about you can, you can claim that if you want to be that sad. <laughs> Dirty. Yeah, and also, it's so, obviously, I think it's going to be a very hard-fought game. I mean, Ray Lewis's last game, unless he pulls a Brett Favre and comes back for the next 10 years, yeah. versus, like, Colin Kaepernick, who's a guy who came out of nowhere and just took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I mean, these teams are, are really incredible. See, I, I'm a huge college football fan, and a lot of times I'd be playing shows with my old band out late, and I'd get home, and sometimes the late game a few years back would be on, and I'd catch some of those Nevada games with Kaepernick, and I remember thinking, this guy's really good, and just, you know, oh, he's not an NFL quarterback, but he's a really good college quarterback, and who knew? All right, guys, let's let's get out there with some predictions. Well, first of all, since this is a gaming podcast, let's go to Madden. They predicted that the Ravens are going to win. What was it, 27-24? 27-24. Yeah, that the Ravens... I'm I'm hoping for a game like that, because... I love those close games. It said that they held Kaepernick in check pretty much, too. I think, uh, unfortunately, the Ravens will win, and it'll probably be close, I think. I think they're both pretty good teams, but, uh, yeah, that's my prediction. Ravens, unfortunately. What about you, Adam? Yeah, as much as I I don't want the Ravens to win, I think they will because it's kind of like the Giants then last year. Right, last year? Yeah. Yeah, Giants last year where they were just playing at the best, their best football at the right time. I mean, the Ravens lost a lot of their games in the regular season, like I think five or seven or something. And then in the playoffs, they just come back and they're gritty and they're playing for Ray Lewis. And I, I don't know. I think that I think they're going to take it and Ray Lewis is going to go out on top. Okay, you got an aging Ravens defense that that's coming together one last time for Ray Lewis. He's playing his last game ever. The motivation level will be sky high. Joe Flacco is out to prove he's an elite quarterback. Hey, diddle diddle, Ray Rice up the middle. And all that is not going to matter because San Francisco is going to knock them down. And now, before I say this, I will not be surprised at whoever wins, and I think it's going to be a close game. But I think all those storylines from Baltimore are going to be great until those first couple plays happen, and then it's all out the window. And I don't think they're able to stop Colin Kaepernick. If I'm wrong, I won't be shocked, but I just my gut instinct tells me that the 49ers are not going to start off bad like they did against Atlanta. If they do, they're done. But I think they're going to come out swinging, and I think they're going to be the ones holding the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the night. Yeah, I'd like to see... Uh I'd like to see Patrick Willis get his first ring. That guy's a monster. There's several reason. Another reason I want to see 49ers win is there's several ex-Buck guys like Alex Boone, uh, Dante Wintner, um, uh, Teddy Ginn. Yeah. As a high state fan, I want to see my Buck guys get there. And also, if I mean, if at all possible, I'd like Ray Lewis to pull a Jeff Saturday from the Pro Bowl and play for the 49ers and win a <laughs> ring because that would be awesome. And, and I and and just to throw it out there, if the Ravens do win this game, like I said, I won't be surprised. I won't be upset either. I, I, you know, seeing Ray Lewis go out on top, that that wouldn't be the end of the world to me. So as a kind of nonpartisan person, I want to. It's hard for me to root against a bunch of ex Buckeye players, but that's a great storyline if it goes goes down for the Ravens too. So good luck to both teams. Hope it's a close, good yeah, game. I don't want, I want I don't it to want be a good game. I'm sick of blowouts. It's like like the national championship in college. Like, come on, people. Yeah, I mean, we're all forced to watch the Super Bowl. Just make it entertaining, players. Come on. And you know who I really want to win? The commercials. Last year, big letdown. Yeah, let's hope they bring their A game. So, guys, let's jump into some news. First, we're going to talk about another sad story, that THQ is no more. The judge kind of says, uh-uh, to their bankruptcy setting, or their bankruptcy filing, and they uh, 
are no more. They went to auction, and a lot of games were sold. Yeah, I hate to see it. I hate to see, you know, a lot of years of good THO games, and uh, they're gone. None of your THO. <laughs> they're gone. It's, uh, like, yeah, some, some things to note is that Sega, Sonic, Sega, purchased Relic, who's producing Company Heroes for $26.6 million, and Volition, Saints Row, was bought by the people who made Deep Silver, bought for 22.3. So those franchises are obviously worth a lot. And you have to consider, it's not just the price of purchasing these studios, because they still have to pay for the game. They have to pay for the employees, the salaries, the benefits. I mean, it's this price is just a small indication, because there's obviously a lot more. And Crytek is actually an interesting one, because um, Homefront 2 was actually produced on the on the Crytek engine. And who, if someone else would have bought Homefront 2, they would have had to pay Crytek for the licensing rights anyway. So that's why they got it for so cheap. Well, I think I think Crytek just bought their own crap back. Yeah. And that's that's what it is cuz well, Homefront was bad. Yeah, well the big the question is who got South Park the stick of truth? Ubisoft. Right, they'll take good care of it, I think. Yeah, they, it's for they're for a little three point two million, which I think is going to be a nice investment. And another, oh, yeah, yeah, that for seems sure. like a steal for yeah, that. Game. I mean, that, I mean, obviously it could be a maybe a flop or not sell well, but that could be a home run for sure. But maybe they've seen the game, they're like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. I don't think. I don't. Know. I, I think it's going <laughs> to. I hope awesome. not. Yeah, I hope that's not. Really. I hope it's a good one. I know it's getting delayed, so maybe there's a lot more development time. Hopefully not, but I don't think Trey and Matt had a time to like work on it actually, because they were out there. I think E3 or something yeah, or the award show, and they're like, we we really have to work on this game right now because we don't even have we don't have time to work on it. Well, I, I think since then, hopefully they have. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean it was it was scheduled to come out early 2013, and uh, Ubisoft is saying it will still be calendar year 2013. So hopefully sometime soon. But it's also funny to note that Ubisoft. Is also purchased THQ Montreal, which is uh, Patrice Desolais one six six six. Bless you. I want to thank you. Which is the man, one of the main guys behind the Assassin's Creed franchise, who left to THQ to make a new game, and now they bought him right back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. That must be awkward in the office. Be like, <laughs> oh, you tried to leave, but we just bought your ass back. That's like a football uh, player signing as a free agent for the rival team. They turn around and trade him right back. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting to see because that guy, I mean, made Assassin's Creed, and that you know how successful that is. And uh, like kind of a sad news, but news actually just broke that Vigil Studios, the makers of Darksiders, was just bought by Crytek and will be put in Austin, Texas to maybe make Darksiders or maybe make something else. So, yeah, it was, this is one of those things it's never good to see, but we hope the people who lost their jobs find their way and hopefully all these games will still come out. It might be one of those things where like when a team contracts... You know, uh, the rest of the teams get a little better because some of the best players move on, and and maybe some of these other studios will get a little stronger for it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, power to all of them, and I'm excited to see where this all goes. Um, Some more exciting news is that we're soon going to be, well, maybe not soon, but we'll get our hands on the Last of Us demo if you buy the God of War Ascension. Done. Already doing it. Yeah, and I mean, the demo won't be available right when God of War is released, but it's one of those things where you'll get a voucher in the pack, and then once it's released, you'll get the chance to play it, which is exciting because no one's really gotten hands-on with the game, and people want to say, oh, is it just Uncharted with a different skin, or is it a whole new game? Well, you got to be careful with the demos, though. I mean, like we said in other podcasts, because... uh, it can give you a, a preconceived notion of a game that really isn't accurate, but uh, it'd still be cool to check out, of course. I mean, um, this one I can't wait for. Just gotta, just, this time. looks like it's going to fire on all five. Like I, I, be, I agree with you about all those demos, but what I've seen of this game and the pedigree of the studio, I mean, I, I'm not worried about this game at all. I might play that a lot more before I play God of War, to be honest. <laughs> 
Just like get God of War, trade it back in the very next day, get your key code, and be like, boop, got it. Yeah, so that, that's going to be exciting to see. I mean, I can't wait for that game in May. Um, another game that's coming out in May is Resident Evil Revelations, which was a DS game, and it's going to be re-released in HD for the consoles. On my birthday. Except for the Vita. Ha <laughs> ha, suckers. <laughs> what is the revelation in these revelations? It's, it's a Resident Evil game where you're on a boat or something, and it's a, it was a very successful and critically acclaimed 3DS game. I played the demo on the 3DS. It's good. Oh, it yeah, it plays sure. more like Resident Evil 4. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the revelation is that it's not going to be on your damn yeah, Vita. Resident Evil 6 sucks. Resident Evil Revelations, very good. Uh, here's a revelation for you. Guess who's directing the new Star Wars movie? George Lucas? Nope. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks himself. Oh, my God. Greatest no. movie ever. J.J. Uh, Abrams, who is going to be able to say when he retires someday, I took on Star Trek and Star Wars. And probably one. I'm yeah. glad it's him because he uh, did a really good job with Star Trek. So if he's got Star Trek and Star Wars, that guy, that'll be awesome. And Lost oh. and Alias. I th- I, yeah, I think it's I think it's the franchise is in great hands. I think um, it's awesome that Disney bought this and they brought on an awesome guy and George Lucas can no longer mess this up like he has been for years. Seriously, he, he sorry totally George, but it. that and Steven Spielberg, they must be on the same crack because Indiana Jones also bad. Yeah, but isn't it, isn't it kind of weird? I mean, isn't it weird that he's making Star Trek and Star Wars? I think it's great. I mean, I do, I do too. But it, there's like something about it. It's like, what if McDonald's bought Burger King and just made the same thing? Oh man, can you imagine both those clowns going at it, or the clown and the king going at it? Too bad I can't remember like a J.J. Abrams movie where you're like, oh, that's terrible. I mean, the guy's on fire, well, so you don't people, mess with Beethoven. Some people yeah. didn't like Cloverfield. I love Cloverfield. I liked it, but I know it got bad rap. And well, then it was, uh, it was something different. Super you know? Eight, I think, also. Cloverfield came out when there wasn't all these found footage films. It was it was a new thing for the most part. I mean, there might have been a few, but was the Spielberg on Super Eight though? Yeah, yeah. I see. But, that's, but the J. J. that's the crack. That's the crack Directed it. All right. Well, hopefully Lucas won't get on all it and mess it all up. But I thought Super Eight was good. So yeah, yeah, I, I did got, too. I got all the faith in the world in JJ. I mean, it's it's going to be great because yeah, obviously Star Trek is incredible, and I'm excited for the next one, and I'm sure he'll do it justice. Yeah, trailer looks awesome. But guys, in the Star Trek, who's better, Picard? No, or Kirk. <laughs> obviously, that's a dumb question because it's yeah. Kirk. Kirk when he's fat. Kirk when he's boning green chicks <laughs> like a boss. Or Tribbles. He's a furry loving weirdo. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, so that it'll be now that it was supposed to say it was I think Star Wars episode eight is supposed or seven is supposed to come out in two thousand fifteen. Yeah. But J. J. Abrams I think said today that if it's not done then, it's not done then. So we may have to wait a little longer, but you never know how it goes. It's still a little while away and I'm hopefully he just takes his time and makes the best Star Wars there is because I do love me some Star Wars. Speaking of tribbles, what's a Kerbal? Is that a space program, and, and I can dream of space? Yeah, this is kind of just a fun story that I threw in. There is a uh, a startup called I Dream of Space, and if you pay $10, you get a poster, either online or in person, and, hey, you have a 25,001 chance to win a seat on a suborbital flight. Go to space. Be an astronaut. Live out your dreams. So that, it's, it's obviously not a great chance. What you, you know what those things are, though? Um I've I've read about these on other sites. A lot of these commercial flights, space flights, are going to be basically going way up there, get into space just barely for a few minutes, a little bit of weightlessness, and right back down again. Well, that's cool. That I would the, do that. It's cool <laughs> if you win it. It's cool I if you mean, win it. I mean, yeah. I think that costs two hundred thousand dollars for a ticket or something. Yeah. If not, see, I'm I'm the kind of guy that thinks that's great. 
want to see it done a bunch of times and know that it's done safely a bunch of times before I go jumping on board to be a test pilot. They've done those like those vomit comets for a while, and they look pretty cool. So. Yeah, and also if twenty five thousand to one does not seem too promising to you, they also teamed up with a computer simulation game called Kerbal Space Program, which is basically you explore space, go to planets, do all that stuff. And you can win up to sixty tickets by taking screenshots and if the people who created that game like it and ex- and accept it, they'll give you better chances to go to actual space. I think it'd be cool if they did like uh, a mobile version of this or something. Um maybe maybe cheaper free to play or something like that, but Hopefully the PC game's good because then people just buy the game for ten bucks. Yeah, I actually then you get a cool chance to do the whole space flight thing too. So yeah, I actually haven't tried it, but um, I, it probably is free to play. I don't think it's it's a it's probably just like a learning tool or something. But you never know. I'm not hundred percent sure. Maybe. So uh, Adam, um, do you think uh, Windows 8's been a big tank job as far as sales? As much to Jack's uh, chagrin. Chagrin. Yes. No. <laughs> We're going to get into this, too, about rehashes and stuff like that. that that's, that's coming. Yes. I mean, it's it's sold 60 million licenses since its launch, $5.88 billion in revenue, and it's a 24, 24% increase year over year for the profits of Microsoft. Holy Windows Schnike. facts. Woo-hoo. Yeah, Yay. Obviously, no, maybe Jack doesn't like it, but obviously a lot of people have Windows. And I wonder if that if those licenses includes like, the new laptops that people buy, because it's not really buying licenses, but getting it i mean i like xbox i like xbox live whatever i don't like being locked into crap and that's what microsoft <laughs> i mean that's what microsoft's done here i mean let's face it i mean they make you buy windows and you gotta upgrade everything and guess what the system doesn't work and it crashes still i mean you'd think they'd actually by this time uh 20 some odd years later they'd actually have a system that wasn't junk and they just keep pumping out junk so here we go again Woo! another bad windows version i still like it I love being an optimist. I think it's pretty neat too. I mean, Windows Seven, good. Um, I like how they they uh, transitioned from the FAT32 file format to the NTFS. Ooh. Good move. Woohoo! <laughs> little little techie stuff for you. We'll I throw don't know it what out. Any of that means whatever. It's it's a more solid uh, file system that they grade. So, uh, anyways, I mean, I like, but to- some of these total bombs, I hate having to buy into it because then they lock up and you can't get the other later version, which is actually better. And you get, when you want a new PC, you got to get the new Windows. I mean, that's what drives some of these purchases, too. It's like if you want a new computer or something like that or upgrade, you're just going to have to get it. I mean, you're just going to have to take it because that's what they're giving you, and that's it. That's called making money. Or you can go Apple, but they're too expensive. Hello. I know. I do love me some Apple. So that's Windows 8. I, I don't want Jack to get too stressed out. got to keep his blood pressure down. But we're going to take a break. I we're like gonna, Fuji apples. Fuji apples Sorry. are good. We're going to take a break to thank our wonderful, wonderful sponsor. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And they have over 100,000 books, and one of them is going to be talked about today by our lovely Bill Roberts. Uh, You like the zombies, kids? Because I've got a book for you. And what? It's not about The Walking Dead. Walking Dead does come back next week, though. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Um, this, This week's book that I'm recommending is... World War Z, An Oral History of the Zombie War by Max Brooks. Um, this book is is basically a bunch of different stories of the same events of the, of the zombie outbreak and taking over, but from different people's point of view. Like uh, one character is basically in a uh, military group that gets kind of parachuted right down into the middle of the woods by herself. Um, some are from the front lines of the battle. 
Um, it, it's very interesting uh, take on the whole zombie apocalypse. And it also takes place after the apocalypse, and it's just people basically re- retelling the story. And it starts even yeah. at the beginning of the breakout all the way to the end. So it, you just get different perspectives, and some are pretty interesting. And and the thing I like about what makes this a great audio book uh, over, over just a standard reading is the fact that it's narrated by several different people, like uh, Max Brooks himself. Um, Alan Alda, John Turturro, Rob Reiner. I know Mark That's Hamill. A good cast, yeah. uh, Mark Hamill does some. Um, there's others I can't remember right offhand, but there's each story is done from a different perspective, from a different person, and they all do a fantastic job. This is a really great listen. Yeah, jump on that. It's it's a great one. So to download World War Z or any of your other audiobooks, go to audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate for your free audiobook. And now back to our show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So, before we jump into our biggest section and probably some of the most exciting news, at least for me, I just want to also remind if you ever want to be a part of the show, email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Send us your questions, thoughts, feedback, anything, and we'd love to feature you and answer your questions. So, Send them on. You can even just like color in a coloring book, take a picture and send it to us. That's yeah, fine. We love it. We'll post it. We'll make it. We'll make you famous. We might make fun of it a little bit though. Yeah, maybe just like Bill and Jack are probably about to make fun of me now, but we're just going to dive right in. Good night. Yes. So Nintendo has a tendency to do a lot of uh, stupid stuff. Shut up. A lot of online conferences to put the spotlight just on them, and they've been exciting. They've given out some cool news, but this one has been. The last one, last week, last Tuesday, they came out with a Wii U Nintendo Direct that focused on the Wii U because, obviously, no games are really coming out. Nothing is really on the horizon but Pikmin. And we just want more news because a lot of people who bought the Wii U don't want it to turn into, like, the coaster that it, the Wii turned into and stuff like that. So we want exciting news. And they kind of blew the top off it. So they came in basically saying that we're going to get two updates, one in spring and one in summer. And they're going to expand the Miiverse, such as add private communities, get a smartphone app going, and thankfully increase the uh, operating system speed. So like when you go into the system settings or go back out, it's going to be a much more seamless, quicker experience, which is very, very nice. And so they just announced a little bit of those. Then they started talking about games, which is what people want. They talked about Yoshi's Land, the first game featuring Yoshi since Yoshi's Island 64. And it's made by the Kirby's Epic Yard team. I don't know if you guys... Did you guys play that game at all? Not a chance. <laughs> I played Kirby and Smash Brothers, and I also played it on the Game Boy way back in the day when it was first came out. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I don't want to play a pink puffball anymore. And I never played it again. <laughs> Why did I let them do that? <laughs> I should just continue on with just the story. Right into this. Well, just give us a chance to get on these mics, and then we'll just tell you how, how big a piece of garbage this is. <laughs> God, I hate these guys. <laughs> Kirby's Epic Yard was a very good game. It was it was very cutesy and kid looking, but it, it was a it was in an enjoyable experience and a very unique one and this one in H D with all the colors and the artwork, I think it's gonna be a good time. And I always love my Yoshi. So he's awesome. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're not gonna do well, that. Well now right. it sounds more manly. Let's right. get this Yoshi. Game. Oh. We're only allowed to do potato. So they they also went on to announce that Wii Party U is going to be coming out, which I didn't even know was one of the best-selling Wii games. I mean, it was probably, I don't know, it sold very well. I, I did not even know that. I will say to support Adam that a lot of people buy these games, a ton of people, families, kids. It's family-friendly, and I think we're just not in tune with that market because we're old and crotchety. Like you know, me I, and Bill. I, I don't have kids. 
I mean, yeah, we're just we're just the old gamers who've been in it forever, and uh, we want we want the best of the best of the hardcore games that are designed to be great stories, compelling action, all that. Not like cutesy, you know, flashing lights and colors. I like it when he jumps type of games. You got to reach into your inner kid and take him out because there's a lot of good stuff out there if you just stop being so damn stubborn. What if my inner kid was a little bastard? Then he got in trouble the face or something. What if I'm dead inside? Oh, poor guy. Anyway, let's move on. What did you do, eat that week old pizza? <laughs> yeah, Jack likes eating week old stuff. It's hey, hey, I ate that sandwich out of that trash can. I've never lived that down since. Yeah, so we're Gross. gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the uh, Virtual Console, which was finally announced, and it's What's coming that? in April. It's where you can play your NES games, your SNES games, and your Game Boy Advance games, well, which will be coming later, all on the gamepad with <laughs> save states, restore points, which make the NES games, which are some ridiculously hard. And if you die, you like get sent really far back. A lot more manageable for us of checkpoints every five second time. And it's they're going to be retailing for either five dollars or seven dollars. Wait, you can't just transport them over the ones you already have for free? No, you can't. Oh, Nintendo. But you know what? I'm going to give it to them a little bit because to upgrade from the Wii to the Wii U Virtual Console games, you have to pay a dollar or a dollar fifty for NES or SNES. But you get the save states. You get the ability to play on your gamepad. You get They've talked about maybe some features like having a Metroid map on the gamepad while the game's playing on the TV and Miiverse integration. So it's not like a straight port. Like That would be criminal and stupid. And while I still think like the Vita, I mean, you can get all these games, but you're paying for a little additional features because you can still play those games if you want on your Wii U. It's just not the same. Wait, you can get games on the Vita? I just like how Nintendo is going to release another console in, like, let's say, three, four years from now, and then they're going to gouge you for all the same games all over again. So, Wouldn't you if you were Nintendo? <laughs> Why would you stop? People are buying them. I know, exactly, but people are stupid. So have fun playing the same exact game over and over again until you're dead. I, I will. hope you enjoy the experience. <laughs> but they're also announcing a trial campaign because it is the 30th anniversary of the Famicom, which was the first Nintendo system in Japan. Um, they're announcing a 30-cent game for 30 days for the next few months. So some of the games, the first, right now you can get Balloon Fight for 30 cents. Next month, F-Zero's coming out. In March, it's Punch-Out. April, Kirby's Adventure, Jack's favorite. May is Super Metroid. June is Yoshi. And July is Donkey Kong. I mean, I mean that just proves the point as well. And, I, and we will get into it, and we will get into the facts and numbers, and I do support Adam on some of these things, but they're even reaching back to the very, very beginning and saying, we're going to let you have every single game we've ever made all over again. But guess what? For a price. For a price, my friends. Is that Punch-Out, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? I think so. Well, it's featuring Mr. Dream. I don't know if that's... Uh-oh. Right Maybe he's in there. Who knows? Yeah. But, but for all you people out there, just just know, you can't go home again. I mean, once you've played Punch-Out, you know, in, at your cousin's house, and you played it on the giant freaking controller where the A button was the size of a 50-cent piece, and you had the whole <laughs> thing, and you're, like, pounding it with your fist... You can't go back to that. So, I mean, I you can relive a little, I guess, for, I guess it's 30 cents, so hey, what the heck, but there you go. That's yeah, not bad, but playing those games on the gamepad with restore points is going to be awesome. Yeah, because I actually just got the uh, Mega Man game that was released on the DS, or 3DS, rather, and it has restore points, and it makes that game much more manageable, so it's nice. Uh, they also announced that a new RPG is coming out from the Xenoblade Chronicles studio, Monolith, and it's very Monster Hunter-y. Like, we don't really know anything about it. They just showed a trailer. It's like Monster Hunter with mechs, basically. So we're reporting on things we know nothing about. Wah-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like mainstream news media these days. Or kind of like me. I know nothing about nothing. That is true. Write, write an article, Dan. What's a something? Didn't Disney buy Marvel, Dan? <laughs> Didn't, weren't, I ate that 
pizza. That was good. <laughs> uh-huh. So more news Some we know. More items mushrooms. we know really nothing about is a crossover between Fire Emblem and Shin Megami Tensei. Bless you. Yes, which is very Japanese RPG oriented. No way. And I'm sure that the Japaneseites are very excited about it. <laughs> They're kind of like the Canaanites, but like more ITer. So what you're saying is all the Godzilla ears. foods excited about <laughs> yeah, it? Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. I apologize. <laughs> we love you guys. Uh, but the very exciting news is what we're going to talk about now is Zelda. Zelda for the Wii U was finally talked about. A.G. Onuma, the Talked executive producer. Yay. Hey, you know what? But they, they, logo, did, nothing. they did something very nice because they said that it was still far away because they want to rethink the way Zelda is. They want to make this game tailored to the Wii U. They want it to be fresh. They want it to be the best Zelda there is. And it's going to have... They, they mentioned that there might be some kind of multiplayer aspect, which I'm a little scared of, but I'm hoping it's more of like a Dark Souls type multiplayer journey where you don't really interact, but maybe other links from other dimensions can help you or something like that. I mean, I remember them hyping the Zelda game for the Wii that they that they had, and um, I never played that, so was, was that any good? Yeah, well, it was very good. I mean, I'm not a huge... Like, it was fun waggling the Wii remote <laughs> and stuff, but I, I mean, I prefer the controller. Like, it's nice, but it's still not one-to-one. It's still not really like holding a sword. Skyward Sword got really close. But there's some, there's just something missing. I don't know. It's, it's still not there. It's inaccurate. The tech for the, yeah, those exactly. remotes. I I didn't enjoy it at all. I mean, and I didn't. And they were enjoy great games, which is kind of a shame why you didn't because they Twilight Princess was great, and I still haven't beat Skyward Sword, but I'm on my way. Well, yeah, and I mean, I the, the games look great. They look solid, but I didn't like waggling that controller around at all, except for like Wii U sports and like bowling. Yeah. That was about the only thing that controller was good for. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. So obviously, this this game is far away, but. They decided to give us a little treat in the meantime. They said that they've been HDifying old games and just to kind of nail down the art style and the type of graphics they want to use in the next Zelda. And they've been playing with Wind Waker and said, damn, this looks good. Let's remake it. So they, this fall, Wind Waker HD is going to get released. And they're not just porting it up, high-resing it or something. They're actually going back in and, and retouching everything and making it HD, bringing it to this generation and making it beautiful. Because the game, obviously, is already beautiful with its cell-shaded styles. But they're going to make it gorgeous. They're going to make it playable on the gamepad if you want that to be. And there's going to be other Wii-specific, Wii-specific improvements, which who knows what that means. But it'll be exciting. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight. This is, this is Nintendo. Hey, everybody. We're eventually, someday, going to give you a new Zelda. Could be years from now. But, 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 since it's so far off, here's what we're going to do. We're going to shine up some old games, and we're going to sell them to you again. Exactly. Hey, don't you love the Resident Evil 4 remake? That's awesome. I do. I do. And it's it was super cheap. than the Resident Evil 6 game. It was really cheap, so uh, these games better not these be full price. Full price, yeah. I, I'm, do you know what when these games are coming out, all these games are mentioned to people? Oh, it should be coming out today, right, to hold us over? Right. No, not so much. When's it when? Well, we don't really know. I mean, like, some, some are going like to be released when, later, some maybe in the holidays. They I heard really fall enough. for uh, Wind Waker. Yeah, fall. Poop. Well, they got to they got to spread it out if Zelda's going to be taking a while. So buy your Wii U now and then wait a couple years and well, it sits in the corner. Hey, Rayman Legends is coming soon. Pikmin, these games are going to be fun. No, I'm still I mean, obviously I'm still not 100% sold that the Wii U is for everyone right now. For me, I love it, but it's this is just exciting because it's getting there because they're starting to announce things cuz before when you looked at the horizon of the Wii U, there was nothing. Speaking of 
some more exciting news. Now there's no We're going to get into our Devil's Advocate or what? segment. Oh, sorry. What is it called? Devil's Advocate. Try again. Okay. <laughs> Devil's Advocate. So, Nintendo talked about a new Smash Brothers, the new 3D Mario by the creators of the Galaxy series, and Mario Kart will be at E3 and will be playable. What? And they didn't announce release dates, but I got a hinkering that one or all of them will be releasing alongside the next generation consoles this coming year. You know what's sad about that? I can already picture what all three of them look like. Exactly the same. <laughs> it's funny how they get these games ready when they're like the same thing they've done before. It's like, it's magic. So, so that's really all they showed because they didn't really talk about the games themselves, just saying that they will be E3, but it's cool saying that they are playable. But jumping into our Devil's Advocate segment, we're going to be taking some sides. Obviously, I'm going to be by myself on the beat-up <laughs> corner. <laughs> I'm going to be defending these companies rehashing, not necessarily rehashing, but using Mario, bringing these games back and taking them in new directions, while Bill and Jack are just going to beat me up about... Like, come up with something new. Like, enough. This is just enough. All right, all right, here we go. We're going to give our opinions, and uh, here's the twist. No stats allowed. Go. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I veto that law because I'm going to own them. Adam has oh. some stats, and I kind of fear the stats because no, that tells fear, me about things. No, don't fear, my friend. I've got a trump card in my pocket. Well, trump it up. So you want to start, or do you want to give me the mic? Oh, no, I want you to go first so okay. I can... Well, I'm, I'm going to hold off my stats, see if I can make that trump card stay a little longer. But, okay, look. Obviously, Mario gets used a lot. He's in Mario Golf, he's in Mario Party, he's in Mario this, Mario cooking, Mario drinking water, Mario calculator calculating, whatever you want to call it. He's in Mario tax reform. (laughs) Exactly. They got everything. But Mario is, think of a video game character or even an entertainment character that's more iconic than Mario. What's the mustache hiding, Adam? There's something's wrong with the man. I think I mentioned this before that the mustache actually came from they were trying to distinguish his nose from his mouth in the original. Right, he's got an effed up face. Exactly. That starts off wrong. So that's those cool facts. Mario's cool, and I mean, I would I would take a Mario tax reformer right now compared to doing the same thing over again. I don't want to play Mario Kart again. I don't want to play Mario Party again. I don't want to play Smash Brothers again. I don't want to play. Super Paper Mario again, or Super what about Smash Kirby Brothers, fun Wii U. Adventure. I've broken enough bricks in my life. I've hit enough, you know, King Koopas and whatever else. I'm I'm, ti- I'm tired of it. You know, you, you say that these are all the same, but like, you have to look. You have to look where Mario started. It was a 2D scroller. And obviously they're doing a lot of these now, which are like new Super Mario Bros., which I admit some of them are a little rehashy or whatever. But when you look at... When N64 launched and Super Mario 64 came out, that revolutionized gaming. I mean, that was completely when was different. 1998? There you go. I'm, I'm getting there. Don't worry. I'm telling a story. And then GameCube... <laughs> and then I'm going to paint you a beautiful picture. Then GameCube came out. Came out with Super Mario Sunshine, which had, I don't know, water mechanics and all this Get the stuff. paint thinner, Jack. Yeah, buddy. We're going to F this picture up. Bob <laughs> and, Ross will be pissed. So that, that, I mean, that was completely different than any of the other Mario games. And then the Wii came out. And Super Mario Galaxy came. And that game is completely different than any other Mario. I mean, it's still got the mechanics. It's still got the characters. But you're jumping from planets. You're soaring through the sky. You're using gravity. You're having all these amazing vistas. I wish it was in HD, but that's another story. But was it better? Yes, I think. 
Uh-huh. I mean, maybe not better. I mean, I don't know. Oh. It's hard to say better because they're so different. That's the thing. So it wasn't a big jump like forward. It is. No, it, it was could have been. Could have been a big jump sideways. No, it was a big jump forward because it's completely different than the past ones. Like your you got your argument is that they're the same thing, same thing. But these Mario teams, especially because they kind of split the Mario's into A teams and B teams recently, where they make the new Super Mario Bros. But they're making this game so much more. Okay. Tell me exactly, then, how Smash Brothers or Mario Kart are going to not be the same thing again. Okay. Well, Mario Kart, which I have uh, a little hard time arguing. Yeah, that's it, right. It is kind of the same. But they had more characters. There's more mechanics. Like, it's in the last bad. Mario Kart, they added you can you can drive underwater. You can have, like, hang gliders, and you can fly through the sky. Oh, let's go make trophies. Let's get him a trophy. Get him a trophy? Hey, that's, that's adding stuff. <laughs> adding, and it's going to be an HD, which is going to be a still big the same, upgrade. You're still doing the same? You're racing in a cart over yeah, and over Do you buy Call over. of Duty over and over again? It's uh, the same thing. They shoot people over and over. You shoot the same people. You shoot the same five-year-olds crying about, Man, man, you shot me in the face. You shot me. I did. That was but, me crying. That wasn't a five-year-old. <laughs> but these, I mean, these games are the same thing over and over again. And sometimes, because with Mario, they do innovate. And with Mario Kart, in a sense, they do. But not. I can say not as much. I will admit to that. But so do all these other games. So do Call of Duty. Ah, so do Battlefield. Ah, all this stuff. But that's one of the keys. It's the same thing. You're right. That's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that... Is that a good thing coming out that these are probably going to be holiday games when all the holiday titles are coming out? And are these games that have been played over and over that you can already picture in your head what they look like? And I'll give you this. I will give you that Mario will come up with some new stuff that will be surprising, that will use different things that we haven't thought of yet and will be very innovative. I have no doubt about that. But Smash Brothers may have a couple little things added to it and be in HD. Mario Kart Racing are going to have a couple little things added to it and be in HD. But my trump card, I'll go ahead and throw it out there now before you do your stats, because your stats won't matter after this. My trump card is this, and Jack's going to be able to testify with me on this. Word. This time it's different, because these games that have been done and done and done a million times over aren't just coming out with just the newest Call of Duty. They're not coming out against Halo 4. They're not coming out against that. They're coming out against the next gen of gaming. Boom. They're coming out against... The games like, uh, was it Sleeping, not Sleeping Dogs, um, Watch Dogs, um, they're going to be coming out against these type of games that are going to be not only next-gen uh, as far as the graphics are going to take a huge jump, the capabilities, the AI, all this stuff's going to take a huge jump, brand new systems, brand new software to work with. They're going to be coming out against brand new IPs on top of it, games like uh, Destiny that uh, Bungie's going to sh- put out there that have never been played before, that people are going to be so excited for you tell me that they're going to pass that up to go race around Mario Kart again? Word. Again? If I recall correctly, a little birdie spoke in a previous episode. Birds don't talk, liar. Okay, tweeted, whatever. Tweeted that the games coming out this spring and this early summer are going to be better than the games coming out in the fall. That not, bird but, was but, not, Bill th- but they're not coming out on Nintendo. <laughs> what? They're not coming out on Nintendo. And I'll even throw that back at you. What? Last of Us, Beyond Two Souls, all this are still going to be more exciting well, than exactly, Mario Kart. That's not what Kart. you're talking about. That's not what you're talking about. I'm just saying that the competition's different this time. It is, for sure. But, and, but let okay, me tell so you. that adds on to mine because not only is the competition bigger and better, but the stuff that's coming out for the ner- next or the current gen still kicks its ass all over the place. You, you can't, can't tell me that. Last of Us won't blow Mario Kart that. racing away. You can't say that. Screw those little turtles and shit. 
The little turtles are going to die. Hey, I mean, hey, like, I, Peach. I will, I will agree. Her thirty butts going down. <laughs> I will agree that those games are amazing, I but win. they're going for different markets. They're going for different people, and they're not trying to be those games. Like you're saying, one, you're saying a, a something that is very true, but you're also missing out on people who maybe won't play those games. Right, because most of our demographics not wearing diapers. Well, well, well hey. they don't have to be wearing <laughs> diapers. I'm not. They may be wearing that, that extra protection is kind of nice. It is, especially during football season. Yeah, but you see, I'm going to bring in my stats now and my trump card because you claim that all these games are going up against these big new contenders into the gaming market and that everything is going to be coming out oh, all pretty. But first of all, what happens if the system has some hiccups? Like, remember when we talked about when Xbox 360 came out and Madden was like back in like a PS2 game or something and all these things happened? Oh, well, let me answer that. Then you get to... Still fall back on all the holiday games that are going to be coming out for the 360 and the PS3, and you can still be playing the Grand Theft Auto Fives, The Last of Us, That's Beyond be Two news. Souls, and all these games. That, well, you old don't even news. know when some of these are coming out yet. Beyond Two Souls might be a holiday title, and that alone, I would pay for. I would if you offered me all three of those Nintendo games or Beyond Two Souls, it would be a no-brainer. Beyond Two Souls in a heartbeat. Let's just let's just drop the fact bomb on us already. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it now. So yeah, all this stuff is great. You guys are just wonderful. But let me just regale oh, you. Time's up. Oh, oops. Yeah, we're we're giving you Good guys. Good everybody. <laughs> we're giving you guys a uh, extra long show because we love you, and I just want to knock these guys into the ground. So yeah, you say all these facts, these new consoles coming out. But first of all, facts. First of all, these consoles are going to be expensive, and not everyone's going to be able to afford them. Oh, because we use so cheap. Cheaper. It'll be cheaper than that. Actually, it's projected to be around the same price, maybe $50 more than the higher-end Wii U. But what, if, what if Nintendo says price cut, game time? Price cut, game cut, no cut, nothing. Not so much. Vita cut. <laughs> Vita cut. <laughs> so let's, let's, just, let's just talk some facts first. So you say that these games are the same over and over again. Yep. That these games are... Except just, Mario. I'll give you Mario. Okay, give me Mario. I'm gonna, you, I'll, you could have Mario. But I'm going to just tell you, I, I looked up on VG charts, which kind of compiles all the sales of these P&BG. games. <laughs> yes. And we're just going to go through the history of some of these Mario games. History doesn't mean anything we're to the future, brother. Start. Yeah, it does. Talking about. It only repeats itself if you're dumb enough not to pay attention. <laughs> exactly. So you got to pay attention. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> so here these we game go. Game companies are. Here we go. Except Mario. Nintendo. Mario. Mario Galaxy. First one came out 10.69 million copies sold. Very respectable. Yeah. Galaxy 2 dropped a little bit, 6.98 million. Okay, 17.67 million for that franchise. Pretty good. Super Smash Brothers came out in N64, 5.5 million. GameCube, 7.07 million. And the Wii, 11.51 million for a total of 24.13. They're raising, they're jumping up every single time because people love these games and they can't get more. You know what? Your little stat machine... I'll bet you if you did that, you ran the same numbers on the Halo games, you'd see the same increase. You well, know where's why? your research? You know why? Because I, I didn't need that to prove my point. <laughs> I think you you know why? You know why those numbers are higher? Because more and more people are playing games, more and more people are buying games. It's bound to go up. Exactly. Well, why didn't Galaxy went down a little bit? Well, it's because it was stupid. <laughs> no, it was not. No, I'm kidding. Let's, it wasn't let's talk about Mario Kart. This is the one that actually surprised me, because I was going to argue these other two. Dude, even Mario NASCAR has some races that turn right every right, once well, in a while. This is not, this, these stats are not some races. The 64 game came out to a 9.87, which is almost higher than any of the previous stats that I mentioned. The 3DS one that came out a few months ago, 7.49 million. Oh. 
But then the DS version that came out a few years ago dropped the bomb. Twenty-two point four million. And what was it competing against? Who cares? Nothing. It doesn't matter. It was competing. Uh, any, How do you know? Do you any, do you have the games that are out? Because I don't. Do you? Any, any decent? There was no other handheld system out there that was competing the PSP with it. PSP was there. Like, like I said, there was no Japan. other handheld system the that was out there. in Japan sold very well. It's still selling over but the But we're not US. in Japan. It doesn't matter. I'm not. These aren't just USA <laughs> numbers. These are global numbers. Okay, uh, fine, but I don't consider... That's my point. I don't think the PSP was something that competed with Nintendo. I think the next-gen games and the, the games that are coming out at the end of this generation cycle for the PS3 and the Xbox, I think those do compete and will stomp Nintendo. I don't think... You're right. As far as the PSP or the Vita... Put those numbers combined, they can't touch Nintendo. No way. But that game was competing against basically nothing that I would consider a, a, a must-have. I'm going to look that up because I don't know if I agree with that. But okay. Before we do that, I'm just going to talk about the Wii. 33.38 million for the Mario Kart Wii. That's because and, and tons of people bought that. Eight million. And I did a little research that you don't know about yet. Ooh. Guess what game was packaged with the Wii for over a year and a half? Mario Kart Racing, wow. and it was not when not in all of them. Though. It was that not, was newer bundles. No, it was it was when the demand was the highest. Not when it first came out, but when they were couldn't get them, and then finally they started coming back in again. When they started coming back in again, they were packaged with but Mario what if Kart Racing. Does that again? It's it's still not going to have a chance this time because it's going up against last time when the Wii came out. It was it was the newest thing. It was all this new gimmicks. This and it was brand new. Everybody wanted it, and it was going up against systems that had been out. Everybody knew about. This time, the week you came out first, everybody knows what it's all about. They're readily available, and it's going to be the other way around. It's going to be coming out against the. It's going to be trying to do this against the new hot systems with the new hot games, and the last of the best generation cycle that there is to offer. I think they're trouble. I I don't know. I um. I guess that ends our our gamers advocate uh, devils well, advocate yet. section. But Adam still wants to go. Say. All right. Well, I, 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 I think say. I think um, the the Wii and Nintendo and the Wii U and all that stuff. I mean, I think they have a niche market. I think they've captured the market. I don't think it's anyone can. Thirty three million is not niche. Well, it's family <laughs> friendly. There's a lot of families in here, and we're a family yeah. society. So I mean, I don't. I think Nintendo is not in any trouble anytime <laughs> soon. I don't like what they're doing. I mean, and I do that. By voting with my dollar and not buying any of this yeah, stuff, so but hey, I, I, nothing against Nintendo right. and, and what their demographic is and right. the people that are going to love those games, they're they going to absolutely love these games coming out and right. more power to them. I hope they're great, yeah, but I'd be I real should, clear I think on they that. Should demand more though. I think they should demand more, and we're trying to demand more. Being a gamers from the very beginning, I mean, since it all started, we've been yeah. in it. But uh, you know, it, it's cool for for I guess the, the tykes and stuff like that, but. For us, I mean, you gotta you gotta do better. I mean, Nintendo has to live up to what what we expected back in our in our heyday, I guess. But it's kind of a shame. Yeah, but I also think you guys are not understanding that. Yeah, maybe for you guys, they're not hitting the target, but they're hitting their target well. They're hitting their target like dead on. Then why were they last in the last generation or in this generation? The Wii has sold like way more than any console. Total sales. We are you? Have you looked? I'm at talking Wii total sales, game sales, everything. Of total Wii? income. We could bring that up right now. The Wii blew everyone out of the water. So you're telling me that the that the, the Nintendo won this generation? Yes. In gaming. Yes. I guarantee. I will look. We're looking right now. Get to check our facts. Pause it. Yeah, because everything I've ever seen has shown that Microsoft it. took took it from Sony this time, and that the Wii was they did, far exactly. third. They were fighting, but the Wii, as you will see in a second, 
This is like live interneting. Let's check it out. Global sales, all time. And I, I, swear, I swear to God, if he's right, there's about to be a power outage. <laughs> there's going to be a power outage. <laughs> facts, facts are bad. 98 facts million. Are, Xbox and PS3. Xbox is at 74 million. PS3 is at 72. And the Wii is sitting at 98. But that's just units, right? No, that's every game. That's games sold. What about units sold? Or that's hardware, sorry. Hardware. hardware. Okay. Yeah, that's software. software. All right, let's see. Here comes Here the bomb. Here's the Uh-oh. Bomb. 841 million. Xbox is at 743 and PS3 is at 640. Now cut out Japan. <laughs> Who cares about Japan, right? They don't count. They're not North Japan. America. North America 456, Japan 67. North America beat it by a lot. Their games look stupid. They're not <laughs> even <laughs> HD. All these. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't think I don't think gamers have a count or the devil's have a counts because we just got destroyed. In fact, <laughs> that's a bunch of crap. Your um, numbers. Your no. numbers. Let me, let you me know just what? say. Let me just say. I. No, you know I, what? Screw it. Screw America. This is the same country that that <laughs> makes Honey Boo Boo a high rated show. They're all. You're all stupid. We're stupid. Everybody's stupid. No. Let me <laughs> let me just say. I I I respect your arguments. Like you made very good arguments. It's just. Like you're you they're the totally, point totally no no they now were take out kids oh, no, last, take kids out of their charts get out of here the the point you're missing is that they're hitting their market and they might not be hitting us but they are doing their job and All in right. this, this in this next generation with these games are I like I said I still think next gen is going to be a much harder battle for them because the Wii was a phenomenon but these games are going to help and that is our devil's advocate. Thank you very much, the, the, Nintendo Rocks. And well, I really want to get... does win, in fact. So I mean, I, just got to give it up Hold to on. I, wanna, right. I really want to get the people listening, I want to get their opinion on yeah, this. Yeah, really. Seriously, send us send us your thoughts to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Let us know if you agree with me or these two, because uh, there's an argument for both sides. As far as sales numbers and stuff, yeah, he clearly just owned us. <laughs> but as far as our demographic, I think I think our arguments are very valid still. For sure, for sure. So I got to do a fact check on that website we looked at. That's what I think. I've made that website. I did some fact checking, like I said. (laughs) I didn't just set that up. My big trump card was the fact that, like I said, that Mario Kart was included in that system for over a year and a half. So (laughs) I just say, what if they do it again? That's what I'm saying. We have to adjust the stats for all these variables, like no Japanese, (laughs) no kids, no kids, no no game bundling. Uh, Xbox doesn't do that either, Nothing, right? No system that starts with a W. You can't buy a PlayStation with like four games right now, can you? They don't bundle. Yeah. What? All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, no, no matter, no matter which system and which company you're rooting for, this is probably one of the most exciting times for games. Absolutely, I mean, agree imagine, with that imagine all the games coming out in spring. Imagine the games we're going to hear at E3. Imagine the games we're going to hear at their own press conference. Like, I, there really is no better time to be a gamer. And yeah, we we go back and forth and yell at each other, but. It's such a great time to be in games and to lo- to love games because there's so much out there. No matter, no, I'm sorry, the, the love is still there. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, no matter what system you pick, whether you're cussing me out right now for going after Nintendo, um, whether you hate Nintendo, whatever games you love, whatever system you love, support it, love it, and have fun with it. And and I will never rip on someone for enjoying that unless I'm joking which we have been so Amen, um, brother. it's all good man the Wii is a great system I feel that it's going to fall behind as far as quality um, you may think it's the other way around and good, more power to you man exactly. enjoy everyone has have their own fun. opinion we're here to to get those facts out there get those opinions so you can think for yourself and take what we say say screw us or agree with us so. but, but that's what this show's about is is everybody's opinion we're going to give yeah. you ours that doesn't mean we're right exactly. and, and like I said I came into this argument thinking we had this nailed down and Adam showed me that you know what a lot of people don't agree with me 
<laughs> yeah, so it's it's just it's it's Jack it's, does it's, though. <laughs> well, you know, Disney World is around for a reason, and there's a reason why they have billions and billions of dollars because exactly. they capture the family market exactly. and family friendly, and that's what that's what the people like. So that's where they put the dollars. So sorry we took an extra like 15 minutes of your life, but we just wanted to give you some good topics because we were going and we had some good things to talk best about. Best devil's advocate yet. Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. It was I, probably one of the best episodes, if I do say so myself. Thank and you very much. Adam and Bill got excited. <laughs> we did. I love that. I'm going to keep Stacy in for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we want to once again remind you that we are on iTunes. You can subscribe to us. Give us some ratings. Tell us what you think. We want to make the show better. I mean, hey, we love five-star ratings, but if you got to give us something less, tell us why we're not doing well because we we want to improve. Yeah. We want to make the show the best show there is. And I'll, I'll always send your questions, comments, and if you want to be a part of the show, to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. Find us on Facebook. We follow the Blue Shield. On Twitter, we're at Advocate Gamers. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. I'm at Jack Whittington. And, and I'm also, we're also on Vine now. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and as far as the iTunes thing, we're not going to sit here and beg for five-star reviews. You know, we want you to be honest. But we would like, if you do take the time to listen to the show, take that extra second and give us some kind of rating, some kind of feedback. Let us know how we're doing. That, w- that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, seriously. So thanks, everybody. And we also want to give a big shout-out to Jesse, a.k.a. One Stop Panda Drop, for our theme song and our logo. And we are going to be ending the show tonight with uh, one I'm very, very excited to finally get on here. Um, it's by the band Over Theory. I uh, love these guys. Very good original band. Um, I've played many shows with them, seen them live, and they're just one of those bands that you just stop and, and you pay attention to every, every note of every song because they're that tight, they're that good, and they're that professional. Um, this track we're going to play is called Fatal Flaw. It's off of it's actually a brand new track that's going to be on their new CD that they're finishing up now, so uh, I was lucky to have Dorian, the lead singer, uh, send me an advanced copy of that so we could play it on the show. So enjoy Fatal Flaw from Over Theory. So for the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. Hey, I'm Jack. We hope you have a good night. See you later, ding-dongs. <laughs>